welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. We have back-to-back Talks Archives episodes for you. Today's podcast features clips from a great discussion on the topic of making the lesson plans your own. Enjoy! And I just, I just think it's so good that Kendall is saying how he make adjustments mm-hmm. according to, you know, his students' needs, like probably substituting questions because maybe they don't know it. He has to re-ask it a different way, right? Or if they say like, oh, split up, partner it, but then, you know, you know that your students can't, that he's like, well, I know they can't, so I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on top of that, something that maybe you guys can work into is uh, like, okay, because from the lesson plans, those those are kind of goals-ish, like, because if they can't do it, then maybe kind of working out with your fellow uh, teachers to be like, okay, so how do we get them there, you know, and talking about that too, so that, because of course, substituting is important, but also thinking about like, okay, so, but we do want them kind of going there, and how do we do that, and I think that's really good, so yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing, Kendall. Yeah, I guess especially uh, that becomes crucial is when you're teaching the same group of teachers with multiple teachers, like uh, sharing ideas, communicating, and then uh, helping the students succeed would be crucial versus having the same students for the, the entire year, right? I think that's a very good thing, Grace. Yeah. Um, I, I think a big thing for me, I've, I've been trying to promote in my classroom over the last year is um, building up students. So an example if if I know that their level is low for example of teaching them about eight um so I'll say oh what day is today and then they'll be like oh Thursday and I'll say oh today is Thursday yesterday was Wednesday and then I'll get and then I'll lead by example so I'll say oh yesterday I ate an apple yesterday I ate an apple and then I'll ask them like, what did you eat? And then they'll maybe give like a one word answer. And then mm-hmm. I'll say, let's make it a full sentence now and then we'll do it together. So, mm-hmm. and then once one student does it, usually another student kind of catches on and then yeah. they start to, so it's all about, um, I think that start with really basic. So if you know that the question's mm-hmm. hard, try to build them up with easy questions that can become that. Right. Um, uh, so that um, right now I'm teaching the sixth graders and they're on unit 24 and um, in the readers, the, um, the, the stories about the, the beard, the mystery of the bearded man and they have a garage sale and they, um, one of the questions was, did they make enough money? And they learn about not enough, enough, and more than enough in unit 12. But because it's not used that often, um, it's easy to forget. So I, 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 I decided to um, get out the pencils and I said, right, we've got how many girls in the class? So there's three girls. Is two pencils enough? No, it's not enough. So I said, it's not enough. And then I said, oh, three pencils is enough. Yes, three pencils is enough. And then six pencils more than enough and then Mm. and then uh, once you you get them to the understanding then you can go on yeah um a couple of things that i tend to do to make the lessons my own um one is um just like with with kindle mentioned you know checking through to make sure if there's any questions i need to to readjust or or any activities i need to switch up or, or anything uh, one thing that I've noticed that um, 
I seem to have two different ways of reading questions. <laughs> I have the kind of natural asking method where I'd say, hey, you know, how many children are on the train? And can you count how many? Uh, which was actually a couple of questions that popped up in my last lesson plan. But the first time I looked over it, I thought, can you count how many? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> but but then I had to reread it to myself a couple of times until I got the intonation for what kind of question am I asking? <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but it made sense again. Uh, so a lot of times uh, I have an iPad with me in class so I can reference my lesson plan just on the fly in a, a quick glance down. But if I don't know my questions beforehand, then I run that risk of I read the question wrong and then I don't understand what I'm asking, <laughs> let alone the kids understand what the, the question is supposed to be. Uh, so that that's the first thing I always try to make yeah. sure to do is just, even though I have the lesson plan with me, it's always important to be familiar with it. Mm -hmm. So something that we started utilizing um when corona became a problem we've, we've got enough space in the classroom it's, it's a fairly decent sized classroom um but to um encourage students to social distance we did um start using tape in the classroom mm. for the reading corner time um so that helps them be aware that they they have to be sitting on a tape um mm. also uh having a seating chart for the students so that every unit that, that they're always in the same chair. And it means that you can you can say, well, these two students don't go well together. They're maybe fighting or they're maybe distracting each other. Um, and in that way you can get a balance. And it, it also means that, because if you have two um, rows of students, the ones in the front always get a better chance to shine because they're closer to the teacher. So it's a good chance to give everyone a chance to shine in the classroom. Um, so th those are some things that um, mm. uh, we've been trying to do at this school. Right. Also, um, over the last two years, we've started use uh, we started using easels in the classroom for the materials. Um, and at first it was a very big challenge because it's so easy when you're holding the story in one hand, you can glance over if you're not familiar with a, a, a particular page. But what we found was it limits you in your ability to gesture. Right. And keep your eye contact with the students. It's so easy just to be reading, reading, reading. Okay. But the, the more we got practice into it, it's... Um, it's good. You can use both hands to gesture. Hmm. Um, you can keep eye contact with the students and you start to feel more confident with the materials because you're, you feel like that, that little challenge, right? I've got to memorize this or I've got, Ooh. Oh, what, what can I point at next time? Or maybe I pointed at the wrong part of the card. Um, hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's a big challenge. Um, and I, I think for everyone, definitely for us, it was a, um, a lot harder than we thought it was going to be but in the end the, the results were were nicer and mm -hmm. we were able to keep con uh, keep eye contact with the students right. um so the the main concern for me is um about substituting questions in the lesson plan mm -hmm. and substituting goals from the lesson plan is um 
the the further along grade C the students go, is it going to affect their comprehension greatly? Because the obviously it's a spiral curriculum, but um, if you're changing things and 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 in the, any in each component there's a target language that the the students are learning. Um, but if the questions are changed, then it it maybe takes away that learning objective or it or it, it alters it. Um, mm -hmm. So as the students kind of progress, is will it hinder the students? Mm. That's what I'm wondering. Great question. I think uh, I would say I'm not one of the, those curriculum developers, but I feel like uh, as long as you understand the learning objectives, um, obviously there are there are many times when we're not necessarily looking for the right answer. Uh, we're we're more more focused on the the just encouraging them to think in English with those languages that they're hearing. So there again, you like you said, there are target language in each unit. Then at the end of the day, if you're hitting, if you're checking with your quick checks, uh, and then checking out the learning objectives for each of your components, and if the students are there, I don't think I think it's more important to uh, when you ask a question exactly like as it says in the lesson plan. Uh, as Ali, sometimes it could be as Joe mentioned, uh, you ask them once they're like, huh then it's always a lot more important to ask follow-up questions, like substitute questions, to get them to maybe not 100% will understand 100%, but kind of beginning to digest the idea and then moving on. And I don't think that would do any harm. In fact, if you just stick to the listen plan, like a robot going just, you know, I think that could get, cause the students to be demotivated, uh, they're gonna lose focus, engagement, et cetera. So I think the way you're doing your lessons and substituting questions, I think that's the way to do it. What would mm. you say, Grace? Yeah, um, I think what Cindy said is basically the, like as long as what you change aligns to the quick checks in the teacher manuals, then you're, you'll be okay. Because mm -hmm. you can still throw out the question knowing that they don't know it, but they'll hear it. Right, it's good that they hear it, and then you ask the either the questions beforehand to get there, or even if you break up a question, because sometimes the later units the question gets kind of long, right, and then it gets kind of this and that together, and it, you're like, oh, that's really complicated. So you break it up into two, and that's okay too, mm -hmm. you know. And as long as it, like when we say like make sure you follow the less the the sorry the quick checks in the teacher manuals because if we change it to completely different like we're like oh well this is too hard I'm just going to ask about colors mm. you know or you didn't prepare for it so you're just like oh who's this what color is this how many is this you know when the thing is about maybe days or something right then then you're not doing what you should be doing yeah. then you're hindering right so just being careful of that yeah Thanks again to Grapeseed Japan for continuing to support teachers in this excellent way. If you have any comments or questions, send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. 
It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.